0: Hello, this is Snikhdha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 17th of January. India reported a little over 15,000 new COVID 19 cases and 181 deaths in the last 24 hours. The overall case tally stands at 1.05 crores or 10.5 million, and the death toll has crossed 1,52,000. The country began its nationwide COVID-19 vaccination campaign yesterday after Prime Minister Narendra Modi launched it via a video address. However, the number of those vaccinated fell short of the day's target by 43%, which health officials and doctors attributed to opening day delays, technology glitches and some vaccine hesitancy. Out of the target of about 3,35,000, a little more than 1,91,000 beneficiaries managed to get vaccinated across more than 3,000 vaccination sites across the country. Medical experts expect the vaccination drive to help the population move towards herd immunity. The first round of inoculation targets around 10 million healthcare workers and 20 million frontline workers. It will be followed by a second round to immunise 270 million people either aged above 50 years or those suffering from chronic health ailments. Under the guidelines issued by the Union Health Ministry, each site was to aim at vaccinating 100 people each day. One of the issues that contributed to the shortfall in the number of people vaccinated yesterday was delays in uploading the list of beneficiaries on the digital platform CoWin, which is being used to manage the vaccination campaign. A government official said that no vaccination site had, till 5pm, reported any adverse effects of the vaccine that required hospitalisation. However, according to a report by the Press Trust of India, a nurse in Kolkata had been hospitalised after she fell unconscious following the vaccination. The digital platform CoWin is also designed to record adverse effects following immunisation, also referred to as AEFI. Yesterday, Covind recorded 51 minor AEFIs and one serious AEFI in Delhi. Two vaccines are currently being used in India for the inoculation drive. The AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine produced in India by the Serum Institute in Pune called Covishield and the homegrown Covaxin from Bharat Biotech. It is important to remember at this point that Covaxin was granted emergency use authorization by India's Drug Regulatory Authority without any data from Phase 3 trials. The Health Ministry said that all states and union territories had received Covishield consignments, while Covaxin had been sent to 11 states that include Assam, Bihar, Delhi, Haryana, Karnataka, Maharashtra, Odisha, Rajasthan, Tamil Nadu, Telangana and Uttar Pradesh. Doctors in some government hospitals have said that some of their peers have declined the jabs, saying that they preferred Covishield and would accept Covaxin only after its efficacy had been proven. The Resident Doctors Association at the Ram Manohar Lohia Hospital in New Delhi issued an appeal to the hospital administration, saying that its members would prefer Covishield. The RML Hospital was one of the six government hospitals in the capital that had received Covaxin vials. Seventy-five other hospitals in the city, including all the 42 private institutions, received Covishield. Our story of the week on Daily Dose this time is the TRP scam and the latest revelations vis-a-vis Arnab Goswami and Parthodas Gupta. We shall come back to it later during the episode. The farmers' protest against the three contentious farm bills entered Day 52 today. In an affidavit filed before the Supreme Court on Saturday, the Bharatiya Kisan Union has urged the Supreme Court to remove the three members of a panel constituted by the top court to resolve the impasse between the protesting farmers and the union government over the new farm laws. The Bharatiya Kisan union Lok Shakti said, and I quote, The principle of natural justice is going to get violated by forming these persons as members. Members appointed by the Supreme Court, how they will hear the farmers on equal parameters when they have already supported these three farm laws? Unquote. The farmers union has requested the appointment of a former Supreme Court judge along with farmer leaders of protesting farm unions to the panel. The ninth round of discussions between the government and the farm unions on Friday had ended in a deadlock and the next round of talks is scheduled for January 19th. During the last meeting, Union Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar had urged the farmers to be flexible and had asserted that the government had been accommodative and had already accepted several of their demands. However, the farm unions stuck to their basic demand that the government scrap the laws completely. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court of India on Monday is scheduled to hear the central government's application, seeking an injunction against the proposed tractor rally or any other kind of protest that seeks to disrupt the Republic Day celebrations on January 26. A three-judge bench headed by Chief Justice of India SA Bobde will hear the application tomorrow, along with pleas raising the issue of farmers protesting at the borders of Delhi. The centre, in an application filed through the Delhi police, had said that any rally or protest which seeks to disrupt and disturb the Republic Day celebrations will be the cause of quote unquote embarrassment to the nation. On January 12, the top court had agreed to hear the application of the centre and posted it for hearing on January 18. The bench had issued a notice on the application and said that it will be served upon the farmers' unions which are protesting against the new farm laws. Dear listeners, if I may say so myself, News Laundry's coverage of the ongoing farmer protests has really stood out. And I'm not asking you to take my word for it. Go check out the farmer protests section on our spanking new website yourself. We have stories, videos, podcasts, explainers and a lot more. The following news story contains graphic details of sexual violence. Please consider this a trigger warning. In yet another horrifying incident reported from Madhya Pradesh, a 13-year-old girl was gang-raped multiple times in Umaria district by nine men. The Madhya Pradesh police arrested seven men and said that two others complicit in the crime were absconding. The incident comes at a time when the Shivraj Singh Chauhan government is running Samman, a public awareness campaign on crime against women across the state. The police said that a man who knew the girl first abducted her on 4th of January and raped her with six of his accomplices for two days. He then released the girl but threatened that he would kill her if she divulged what had happened. The horror was repeated six days later when she was abducted again on January 11th by one of the men who had raped her previously. She was held captive in multiple places and was raped by kidnappers and two other men. And it did not end there. After being abandoned by the three accused, she was kidnapped again and allegedly raped by two truck drivers before she managed to escape and return to her house early morning on Friday. The matter was reported to the Kutney police on Friday, after which multiple police teams conducted searches. Kutney Superintendent of Police Vikas Kumar Sehwal said, and I quote, We've so far arrested seven accused and hope to nab the remaining accused of the first case by Saturday night. Unquote. At least four such incidents in various parts of Madhya Pradesh have been reported in just the last six days. On 13th of January, in a problematic decision that received widespread criticism, Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan said that the state government would put a surveillance system in place under which women who go outside their houses for work can register themselves at a local police station. The women would then be tracked for their safety. Coming back to our story of the week. The Mumbai police's supplementary charge sheet in the TRP scam case recently made public purported WhatsApp conversations between Republic TV's editor-in-chief Arnab Goswami and Parthu Das Gupta, the former CEO of Bark or Broadcast Audience Research Council. The hundreds of pages of purported chats between the TV anchor and the then-chief of the television ratings agency revealed shocking information about collusion to get television ratings in favour of Goswami's channel. The conversations also brought to light Goswami's alleged proximity with officials of the current establishment going as high up as the Prime Minister's office. The conversations reveal how Goswami, with Dasgupta's help, gained access to confidential TV viewership data and maligned his competitors. The exchange of favours between the two, who also happened to be erstwhile colleagues at the Times Group, went as far as Dasgupta asking Goswami to help him land a high-profile job in the government. The public disclosure of these conversations, however, was a logical culmination to an alleged scam that had been unravelling in the public eye since October last year. On 8 October 2020, the crime branch of the Mumbai police claimed to have busted a major television rating points or TRP manipulation racket in the city. The police had said that Republic TV and two Marathi Entertainment channels were involved in the scam. Mumbai Police Commissioner Parambir Singh at a press conference had said that the owner of Republic TV would be summoned for questioning. TRPs, or television rating points, are a metric used to measure viewership of channels or programmes. They are measured using devices called barometers installed in some households. Based on the TRPs, advertisers pay channels to run their advertisements. Higher the TRP, the more money a channel makes. In a press release issued on the same day, the Mumbai police claimed that the two Marathi channels and Republic TV had paid money to homeowners in whose houses barometers were installed. The police said that this was done in order to manipulate the ratings by keeping their TVs tuned in to the particular channel. The police had alleged that crores of rupees were made by the channels on the basis of these manipulated TRPs. The Mumbai police's investigation had begun after a complaint was filed by Hansa, a research company contracted by Bark. Hansa was entrusted with the maintenance of 30,000 barometers across the country, of which 2,000 were in Mumbai. The accused persons had allegedly paid money to barometer users periodically to watch particular TV channels. According to the police, this resulted in wrongful losses to various advertisers and their agencies. After making initial arrests, the police had said that it would also examine the bank accounts of the three channels. Responding to the allegations, Arnab Goswami had issued a statement on the same day saying that Parambir Singh had made false allegations because the channel had questioned him in the Sushant Singh Rajput investigation. The statement had also said that Republic TV would file a criminal defamation case against Parambir Singh. Interestingly, even before Bark and Hansa had approached the Mumbai police regarding the scam in October 2020, a slew of resignations, transfers and rejigs had taken place in the TV ratings organisation. Parthodas Gupta, the first CEO of the five-year-old organisation Park India, had stepped down in October 2019. Soon after, the chief operating officer, Romil Garya, had also called it quits. An internal audit in the organisation had allegedly revealed data-rigging-related malpractice that had forced nearly 40 employees to pack their bags. In the next couple of months, the police made a spree of arrests that included Bach's ex-CEO Das Gupta, ex-CEO Ramgarya and 13 others, including Republic TV CEO Vikas Khanchandani. The Mumbai police in its charge sheet had also alleged that Goswami had paid Das Gupta and Ramgarya lakhs of rupees to rig television ratings in his channel's favour. Ever since, multiple Republic TV editors and top-level officials have been called for questioning and arrested by the Mumbai police. In retaliation, Republic had said that this was being done by the Mumbai Police Commissioner as a part of a witch hunt. Republic's parent company and Goswami had moved the Bombay High Court challenging the charge sheet filed by the Mumbai Police in the TRP scam case. Goswami had even knocked on the doors of the Supreme Court seeking protection for all Republic TV employees. The court had refused to entertain Goswami's petition, calling it ambitious. Post this, the channel had approached the Bombay High Court with the same plea. The plea had also sought transfer of the case's investigation to the CBI. News Laundry, being a media watchdog, covered the TRP scam case extensively in the form of reports, analysis, explainers and regular updates. My colleague Ayush, in his report from November 2020, had taken a deep dive into the mechanics of the TV rating measurement of BARC and outlined how not just the employees of the organisation were involved in collusion, but also how the ratings measurement system itself was rotten. Apart from the system being ridden with technical lapses by design, Ayush had also shown how Bark was rating channels who are themselves a part of the body that founded, owned and operated Bark. The recently disclosed WhatsApp conversations, however, have revealed a graver collusion between Goswami and Dasgupta. They also put on display the alleged political clout that is held by Arnab Goswami. The chat showed how Goswami not only manipulated rules and regulations and maligned his counterparts through Dasgupta, but also how he got first-hand insider information from high-profile members of the current administration. For instance, Goswami in the chats claimed to know beforehand about the Balakot airstrikes of 2019 and the abrogation of Kashmir's special status, among other big developments. He claimed to have friendly ties with union ministers and meetings with the National Security Advisor. A section of the chats also revealed the likely burial of a multi-crore corruption complaint against Republic TV by the then Union Minister of State for Information and Broadcasting, Rajavardhan Rathore To know the complete details of the case and the rot that pervades the Indian media, go to our website newslaundry.com and check out the latest reports by two of my colleagues Ayush and Prateek. The report that thoroughly analyses hundreds of pages of the conversations between Goswami and Das Gupta is titled, One Must Play Dirty. Chats show how Arnab Goswami plotted with Bark CEO. Another report about the alleged involvement of the former Minister of State Rajavardhan Rathore is titled Arnab Gate. Did Rajavardhan Rathore bury Republic TV's multi crore corruption complaint? In the media section of our website, you will also find a series of reports and explainers related to the TRP scam case. Dear listeners, the unfolding of this scam is the perfect example to show how the current model of television news is deeply flawed a system where the interest of the news consumer gets lost in the background while the interest of corporates and the government takes the front seat. This is bound to happen when media organisations are funded by big businesses and even the government. But when news is paid for by news consumers themselves, stories and voices that matter will be heard, thanks to people who believe in independent news platforms. News Laundry is one such platform because we run solely on the support of our subscribers without taking any advertisements or government funding. We abstain from making claims like we are number one to attract advertisers because our precious subscribers are a testament to our integrity. So if you are not a subscriber already, help us bring you free and fair news by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The lowest subscription plan starts at 300 rupees a month only. And now for some environment-related news. Do you remember the blue macaw from the movie Rio who thought he was the last of his species? Unfortunately, the bird's nightmare has come true. Blue macaw parrots, which were declared endangered about seven years ago, are now officially extinct in the wild. According to a study by the BirdLife International, the bird from Brazil, also known as the Spix macaw, can no longer be found in the wild. The study found that the bird now only exists in captivity and the numbers are extremely few. According to the organisation, the bird has gone extinct due to the rise in deforestation and the constant loss of habitat. Though the birds are believed to still exist through some breeding programmes, there is no official proof. Talking about species that are going extinct, did you know that according to the United Nations apocalyptic report about mass extinction that was published in May 2019, one million plant and animal species are at risk of annihilation from Earth? However, not all is doom and gloom. In heartening news recently, the International Consortium of Scientists and Conservationists that is working towards preventing the extinction of the northern white rhino through advanced assisted reproduction technology recently announced that they managed to produce two new northern white rhino embryos. The embryos were created at the Aventier Laboratory in Cremona in Italy. Two northern white rhino females, Nanjin and Fatu, at a conservancy in Kenya are the only remaining northern white rhinos in the world. To prevent their extinction, scientists and conservationists harvested immature egg cells from the two females and artificially inseminated them using frozen sperm from the deceased males. In the near future, the embryos will be transferred into southern white rhino surrogate mothers to create northern white rhino offsprings. And now for some international updates. More than 95 million people around the world have been infected with COVID-19, out of which 2 million people have died. The United Kingdom government posted the third highest daily death toll for coronavirus on Saturday, but the number of new infections dropped to its lowest level this year. The country's foreign minister, meanwhile, has pledged that every adult in the UK will be offered a first dose of the coronavirus vaccine by September this year. The minister also said that the move to restrict travel corridors was taken so that the country's vaccination programme is not hampered because of the new variants of the COVID-19 virus that are emerging in South Africa, Brazil and elsewhere. Meanwhile, UK's largest academic union has warned that lecturers will not resume unsafe face-to-face teaching this academic year and any attempt by the government or vice-chancellors to reopen campuses in February will fail. Brazil recorded over 61,000 new coronavirus cases on Saturday and more than 1,000 new deaths. It marked the fifth consecutive day of more than 1,000 fatalities for the South American nation. In Indonesia, authorities have begun a vaccination drive in Jakarta aimed to reach 7.9 million people, which is more than 75% of the population. Two female judges were killed by unknown gunmen in an ambush early this morning in Afghanistan's capital, Kabul. The attack on the Supreme Court judges took place as they were driving to work. Kabul police has confirmed the attack. No one has claimed responsibility for the attack and the spokesman for the Taliban armed group Zabihullah Mujahid has said that the group was not responsible. Violence has increased across Afghanistan in recent months despite the ongoing peace talks between the Taliban and the government, especially in Kabul where a new trend of targeted killings aimed at high-profile figures has sown fear in the city. The latest attack comes two days after the Pentagon announced that it cut American troop levels in Afghanistan to 2,500, which is the lowest in nearly two decades. More than 200 female judges work for the country's top court. The country's Supreme Court was also a target in February 2017 when a bomb attack in its car park killed at least 20 court employees and wounded 41. In recent months, many well known journalists, activists, doctors, and prosecutors have been assassinated in often brazen daytime attacks in Kabul and other parts of the country. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newsroundry.com, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.